Greetings and good health. I am Dr. Jerrica Sarko, a pediatric and family wellness chiropractor. This is your Lifeline to Vitality, where we discuss ways to cultivate family wellness. Good day and great health. Welcome back to another edition of your Lifeline to Vitality. Today on the podcast, breaking news, germ theory disproved in 1884. The germ theory is what modern medicine hangs its hat on as the major cause of disease in the world. Many people assume that viruses, bacteria, and other germs cause most of the diseases in the world today. What if there were exceptions to that theory? If there are exceptions to the facts, then how does it continue to have merit? Exceptions to the rule make it just that, a rule, not a law. When the germ theory was first being proposed in the 19th century by forerunners Robert Koch and Louis Pasteur, it was very controversial and had many detractors within the scientific community. One critic in 1884 was so convinced that the theory was wrong, he purposely gulped down a glass of water that was mixed heavily with Vibrio cholerae, the bacterium associated with cholera. Astounding his colleagues, he was completely unaffected by the pathogen. The magazine Science published an article in 2000 describing the incident, stating, For unexplained reason, he remained symptom-free, but nevertheless incorrect. I think that sums up the arrogance of the modern scientific and medical communities today. If they claim that Vibrio cholerae causes cholera, and this example clearly shows that the man avoided cholera, how can he be incorrect? Dr. Reggie Gold once said that, Rude facts destroy pretty theories. Instead of trying to delve deeper into the question of why he didn't become ill, The medical and science community blatantly ignored this exception, so it could hold on to its pretty theory. Dede Palmer, the discoverer of chiropractic, also questioned the germ theory early on, stating, One question was always uppermost in my mind in my search for the cause of disease. I desired to know why one person was ailing and his associate, eating at the same table, working in the same shop, at the same bench, was not. Why? What difference was there in the two persons that caused one to have pneumonia, catara, typhoid, or rheumatoidism, while his partner, similarly situated, escaped? Why? It must be clear that by disagreeing with the germ theory, it doesn't mean you have to stop believing in germs. Microbes that are labeled germs are part of the intricate balance of our ecosystem and make up the majority of life here on Earth. For the first 3.8 billion years of life on Earth, bacteria such as Vibrio cholerae were the only organisms that comprised the planet's biosphere. There are at least 10 times as many bacterial cells found on our skin and in our digestive system than human cells in the body. This is called the microbiome and is being labeled a supporting organ of the body by some research scientists. For more information on the microbiome, check out my other podcast, Does Dove Deliver? Some microorganisms, though, do have a scavenger mentality and can overpopulate in certain environments. It is only when our body's environment encourages these scavenger germs to overpopulate that a disease process can set in. The general term for garbage of the body is called a toxin. A toxin is a chemical that is known to have harmful effects on the body. Toxins can come from chemicals used to grow or prepare food, 
polluted air that we breathe in, and even from a dysfunctional body system. Our bodies even create toxins during metabolism, the natural chemical reaction required to sustain life. Our body processes and filters out these toxins through organs like the liver and the kidneys. Those toxins are then eliminated in the form of sweat, urine, and feces. Certain scavenger germs, though, can thrive off of these toxins. Let's visualize a garbage can that is overflowing with garbage and it is infested with flies. The flies represent scavenger germs and the garbage represents an overflow of toxins from depleted body function. Some might go out to the can with bug spray and treat the garbage by dosing it with a harsh chemical to kill off all the flies. You walk away from the garbage coughing from inhaling the harsh chemicals, but at least all the flies are dead. A little while later though, what happens? The flies are back and in even greater number. That is the mentality of the medical community, to treat the effect. What is the one surefire way to keep the flies away for a longer period of time? Clean out the can by removing the garbage. Your body as a whole does a great job of throwing out its garbage when it can function at its best. So if germs aren't the cause of disease, then what is? I like Dr. Fred Barge's take on this question, quoting, There is but one cause in disease, the body's inability to comprehend itself and or its environment. There is but one cure in disease, the body's ability to heal itself. And there is only one thing that any doctor can do for a patient, and that is to remove an obstruction to healing, thus facilitating it. And that is exactly what I do at Ohio Specific Chiropractic for my patients, remove an obstruction to healing. What is the obstruction I deal with? A vertebral subluxation. The body uses the nerve system to comprehend itself and its environment. The brainstem area of nerve tissue is the functioning control center for the nerve system and the body. A vertebral subluxation puts added pressure on the brainstem, thus affecting its ability to transmit functional information clearly. There is a reduction in the body's ability to comprehend itself and or its environment. The brainstem and the nerve system make sure that the liver, kidneys, and all the other organs are functioning properly. The kidneys can work at 100%, filtering out all the chemicals at their best if they are receiving 100% of their information from the brainstem and nerve system. If a kidney is only receiving 95% of its information due to a vertebral subluxation, it can only work at 95% of its potential. Hypothetically, let's say we give the kidneys a test to measure their functional capability to filter out 100 toxins for one minute. If the kidneys are only functioning at 95%, for that one minute, the kidneys only filter out 95% of the toxins, an A in many grading respects. That means it didn't filter out five toxins during that one minute. Missing five toxins might not seem like a big deal for a minute, but let's test it for two minutes. Now it missed 10 toxins out of 200. How about for 5 minutes? 25 toxins out of 500. What about for a 24-hour day period? There are 1,440 minutes in a day, and the kidneys came across 144,000 toxins during that day, but it missed 7,200 toxins. It adds up fast, doesn't it? Certain germs thrive in these situations and will multiply once in that type of dysfunctional environment. 
How can you make sure your kidneys or any other organ in your body is functioning at your best? Have your nerve system analyzed at Ohio Specific Chiropractic. Upper cervical specific chiropractors, such as myself, are the only chiropractors who have extensive training in locating nerve system obstructions at the brainstem level. Once the obstruction is located, a highly scientific chiropractic adjustment is utilized to help remove that obstruction so healing will facilitate and health can be obtained. Thank you for listening. For even more information on how chiropractic can benefit you and your family, please check out my website, ohiospecific.com. That's O-H-I-O-S-P-E-C-I-F-I-C.com. Until next time, remember to keep your head cool, feet warm, and your mind busy. 